Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Hello and welcome to the Magic Stars podcast for the week ending. Well, that'd be September 2nd, 2010. I'm Justin Robert Young, editor of iTricks.com. And this week, as has been the last week and will be for at least one week more, we'll be talking about the America's Got Talent happenings with the man who is now the person who got the second farthest on the show as Michael Grasso advanced advanced to the finals. He can be seen at the Flamingo Casino, the fantastic Nathan Burton. Welcome back, Nathan. Look at that. I'm passing the baton. I feel like, you know, there's a new person is moving to the top. It's, it's, a, it's a good time for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, let's let's get to the performances before we talk about what it means for Grasso to move on and what he should be focusing on now with two performances to go if he gets past next week. Let's let's talk a little bit about what he did on Tuesday. Uh, you know, I don't think that it was unreasonable to think that going into the semifinals that Michael Grasso was probably the fourth most likely to make it through to the finals. My personal lesson thing, as we talked about on this, was you know probably Murray, Dan, uh, uh, Antonio Restivo, and then Grasso pulling up the rear. But but what did he do on Tuesday? That that really set him apart from all three of those guys. I think I think the, the thing to learn from this, and when you watch the show, and if you study it, because if you want to go on, I know there's magicians listening that want to go on the show. It's fifty percent talent, and it's fifty percent story. And yeah. if you want, I mean, three kidney transplants from three relatives, and I mean, you know, uh, America. It's it's not just a talent show. It's it's story, it's a reality show, and it just, I mean, I heard some magicians talking yesterday, like all the magicians that have been on the show, and no offense against Michael, but I mean, there's been some, I mean, Pendragon, Kevin Jane, uh, yeah. there's, been a, uh, there's been even people that auditioned that didn't even, like, get aired, uh, that are, have their own shows, you know, on Broadway and in, in, in Vegas, and they don't even get aired, and then you got a guy that comes in, has three kidney transplants, uh, does a performance, and he makes it in the top ten. So, and the, the one thing about the show is, I agree with you. He was probably my fourth on the list if I had to put money on who was going to make, uh, if anybody was going to make top ten. Yeah. And he's, you know, but that's part of the show is, you know, he got kicked off, they brought him back, and then Murray was on all the time, and then they go head to head, and then they he loses, and then Michael goes on, and, and but no one loses. Let me put it that way because. Murray's got more exposure, and more people have seen him in the last, you know, couple months than have ever seen, you know, any magician there in the entire life. I mean, the airtime is just every second you're on there is worth money. Oh, you know, certainly so, absolutely, absolutely. There's no doubt about uh, the 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 net gain for everybody. You know, just to play devil's advocate, though, I mean, I think the the kidney transplant thing. It's not like it was. Play. I mean, I don't think it was mentioned until the pre-roll on Tuesday's show. And I, I will say this, in my just kind of armchair viewing of the America's Got Talent magicians uh, since I've been running iTrix, I, I certainly think in terms of this crop of magicians, Michael was the only person to have a entertaining routine that ended with a bang this late. 
And it was it was more more so than Murray's was with with the train disappearing, which was you know kind of a shocker when you look at it. And really, you have to think that you know something goes wrong in the preparation there if everybody's not standing and cheering and clapping when a effing train disappears from the stage. Uh, you know, certainly be, uh, better than Dan. And and as as the you know the Antonio Restivo routine went, you know him appearing, you kind of. Uh, understood was going to happen. As soon as a magician disappears, he's probably going to reappear somewhere, right? Like, you know, I think we've seen enough, uh, you know, America has seen enough magic to understand that there is going to be a second half to that act. And yes. this was, you know, uh, you know, for, for magicians, it's always interesting to listen to, to how magicians look at these kind of routines because it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, as soon as he flips over a hood over his head, you kind of understand where things are going to go. But at the same time, for well, the audience, they thought that the routine ended when the cage, when the girl in the cage was gone. Yeah. You know? And a kicker. Yeah. And so two kickers. The kicker of, oh my God, the girl's now Grasso, and then Grasso doing the, the stroll up. Really, I just love, I love the idea that, that this, the thing that you started with the, with the surprise, I'm, I'm behind you judges, uh, thing is it's kind of like it's it's its own sort of variations on a theme. So we had the assistant pop up behind the judges uh, this year, and then Grasso does the the stroll up, the classy stroll with a rose. I thought that was a, a, a nice deviation. And you know he had the least amount of time to prepare. He you know he came back on the wild card show, and then they're like Murray had more time to prepare. So and I even said I think we talked about that last week that I my my uh, I was betting on Murray just because he had more time to prepare, and you know Michael came in and just cranked it out, and you know a couple of transplants later, and he's he's in the top <laughs> ten. But now I mean let, let's I'll, I'll tell you what's going on right now is when they were taping Tuesday. They were like, we need, if you make it through, we need your stuff here tomorrow. And you got to have it ready to go. Because they're already rehearsing on the, on the studio right now. So you don't know whether or not you're making it through. So And you need something incredible now that you're in the top ten. And whether or not, you know, Michael, you know, whatever idea. Because they give them, you have to provide them with a list of saying, here's, yeah. here's four ideas I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to vanish an elephant or whatever, whatever it is. But you got to take it up. But now you you make it through, and now you literally have hours before you start rehearsals, finding out whether or not you make it into the thing. And that's a tough, tough thing, regardless of, you know, who makes it through the top ten. You got to have that material. And if you've already done three or four spots, I mean, you've blown your wad. So let me ask you this. It is now Thursday. He officially was announced as a finalist last night. Do you, in your sense of how the show runs, has it already been at least tentatively confirmed to producers what he's doing next week? Oh, he's probably already rehearsed it. Okay. They rehearsed the whole week. Up to Tuesday, because I mean, though they might put him later in the schedule just because to give him more time. But he needed that stuff there the very next morning, you know. Because and plus, you need to rehearse and and get stuff and music cleared. And I mean, there's a whole big thing that goes into it. And you know, we can sit home and watch it, but no one knows all the stuff that's going on, what you're trying to rent or what you're trying to get or what prop you're trying to get built in, in hours. Honestly, and stuff's getting shipped in. And, you know, trying to figure out what you're going to do next. 
Yeah. And I'm not I'm not sure if in Crasso, I know he's in on, on the show he's he's an East Coast guy, but I'm I'm I think he's LA based. I'm not positive. Uh, I, so, yeah, they say Kate May, but you never know. Yeah, I I'm I think he is LA based, which I mean is is a real hometown advantage. Uh, you know, for for a magician who does illusions, right? You know, because yeah, I mean, there's this shipping. You have, you have, you have, you have mean, props in your own town. You just need somebody with a yeah. pickup truck. For me, I mean, we had trucks going back forth twice a week because we were do, you know, we were doing the show, driving stuff in, and you just throw stuff in and take it in. I mean, it, it definitely being close because even though they'll pay for it and they'll get the stuff shipped in, uh, it's. You know, it, if you have the material there handy and you can, I mean, I, I would keep several stuff in the truck just in case they're like, well, we got to change this. You're like, okay, yank that out and let's throw in this, you know. And it, the more flexibility you have to, to go with the flow, the better you're going to do. All right. Let's talk about what I think, without a, a doubt, was the, the absolute uh, favorite. For this competition, magic wise, Murray and his train disappearance, which I mean, in, in certain circles of magic was kind of the worst kept secret in the world. But uh, let's let, answer me this. Why? What went wrong? Because something had to go wrong for everybody not to go bananas that a frigging train disappeared. It's, you know, I, I think it's a tough, you got 90 seconds to pull off what would you know, ideally be an ending of a Copperfield special, you know, theoretically, whole, theoretically the ending know, of a Copperfield special. Yeah, I mean, I'm not comparing, I'm not saying that's even close, but I'm just saying when you try to do a mega trick, like, you know, a big trick like that, there's gotta be, you know, you gotta prove that it's a real train. You gotta verify, you gotta, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of setup that goes into it. And any, even on the world's greatest magic special, when Franz at the space shuttle or Penn and Teller, you know, and world's wildest or whatever the show is, that's usually anywhere from a five to 10 minute segment to build it and set it up. And America's got talent. You got 90 seconds to walk out, do it in a studio and make it happen. And it's, it's, it's a tough, tough challenge because they want the big stuff, but it's got to, it's, you know, how often has Murray probably done that trick? You know, he probably rehearsed it three times. I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, but I mean, something like that and you got, and you're doing it on live television and you know, it's, it's a tough challenge. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you don't have that train, you know, when you start, it's not like it's, oh, hey, it's my clothes or my show. He had it built for the show to tie in the story and, you know, just to do it. And, you know, it's hard because then you get the judges talking about, oh, I can hear the, you know, because you're in a studio, the, the stage is five feet off the ground. It's hollow. They just built it. And, yeah. you know, it is loud. So when they're rolling off the train, the whole audience can hear it. And then Howard makes a joke at it and like, there's nothing you can do. I mean, what are you going to do? They're making well, fun of but, the train getting rolled off stage. But then again, it's one of those things with, you know, like like, like we had with Dan's performance, with, with Sperry's performance last week. You know, what is said at that point, the battle's already lost. If everybody was giving a standing ovation and raving about how he's taking it to the next level and this is the, the craziest thing we've ever seen, the biggest illusion, finally, a mega illusionist on America's Got Talent, if that's what everybody's saying... And there's a gigantic noise. No one's going to say anything. But because the true. performance very, was underwhelming. Very, 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 very true. Yes, I agree. You know, but, you know, when the I've, performance I've, is underwhelming, they're going to grasp for whatever. I've actually experienced that myself where, 
you know, it doesn't actually go perfect, but they love it and they, it's already, you're already on your way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. I, I just kind of felt like there, 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 there was, there had to be something that, that could have been done. I mean, in terms of, of just my, maybe connecting it more uh, emotionally. I think I said on, on the site that, you know, Murray kind of relied on his patter, which, which to this point had not exactly been his strong suit. Um, now, I don't know. Uh, uh, it, it just, it just seemed like remember. it could have been bigger. Or not bigger, but uh, more cohesive or emotional or human. I don't know. It just felt mechanical. It felt like, hey, look, here's a train. I'm a magician. I'm going to cover the train with a cloth. What do you think is going to happen? Surprise, well, I, it's I gotta gone. Because they compared it to Copperfield. Copperfield makes it look easy. And but you got to remember when he does flying, he does snow, or does he does a piece that you know he's the guy that invented emotional magic pieces like tie it into a story. He's the guy that did that, and he makes it look good. Well, it's easy because you know he works on it for a year, and you know now someone you know you build something and put it in and try to you know it takes time to to make it and to make it work. And you got to connect and tell a sad story in twenty seconds because you got. 100 seconds to do the trick. But, I mean, but, it's, it's, I mean let, let's, and, and not saying that Murray's train disappearance was Copperfield's day, you know, uh, train disappearance, but you did snow. That was a Copperfield bit, and that went over well, right? And I was, you know what, I was worried because it was, it was a totally different piece, and I was, I was worried, but I knew I, you know, I had the snowmobile as a kicker, but I knew I needed to do something different, and anytime you do something different, it was a risk. But, you know, they, you know, my stars were good that day, and you know it went well and and moved on. And it was just, you just, you don't know. I mean, it is what it is. You're on this ride, and you just hold you hold on as long as you're on the ride. And when your time's done, you can't stop it. Yeah, and, and you and you you screwed up the city in that one, right? If I remember correctly, I I I killed it in the rehearsal and in the live taping. There was a little there was a little fub, and I was like, oh crap. I'm going down, and it was like uh, it never happened. Oh uh, no! I and, and nobody, nobody remembers that. I mean, the, the audience at home doesn't know whether it's no, Los I mean, Angeles I, if you or slow, Las Vegas. If you go back on YouTube and you slow mo, you, I like I can see what happened, but it definitely didn't go as smooth as I was hoping for. But I still, it still was, you know, did good, and I still, you know, but is yeah. I mean, I people. I, People call me all the time. I had a kid yesterday at my show, and he wanted to know about America's Got Talent. I said, if you can go on the show, make sure your ego can handle the, you know, it's the greatest experience, but you can also be kicked in the balls on national television and made look like a fool. And you got to be able to handle that. If you can't handle that, don't go on the show because people get very emotional. I mean, you know, there's psychiatrists and shrinks there ready to talk to you to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, you know, Sperry was on uh, Magic Week in Review on uh, it's up now, but uh, you know, I, I think the the conclusion was if you walk in with your eyes open and you understand the history and you understand what the benefits are, you know, and, and put benefits third, eyes open, understand the risk, and then understand the benefits, right? <laughs> you know, and if if, 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 if that if that if that equation matches up, which I think it should. If you are of a certain degree of talent and you know that you can put together at least three, uh, at least three 90 second bits with the option of, of, you know, leaning on other people 
to put together other ones as you go further along, then the risks should not be enough to deter you. But you have to understand what those risks are. Well, and right now, a magician going on season six, which they're going to start auditions very shortly, you have five seasons to watch. You can go and watch, and I, I, I would suggest that watch every season online, every episode, and study. Don't watch just the magicians because you, you, it's not a magic competition. It's a talent competition against all. And you have to watch, and don't watch just the performances. Watch the stories and study it. And I tell you what, even watch the ones in England because a lot of times they'll copy the characters from England, and you'll see them pop up on the thing, and they'll just go, that worked there, so we're going to do it here. Study the show. I was in the show. I had no idea. They didn't tell yeah. us what the show was about, and I was literally watching the show, and then we'd, we'd go back and we'd build stuff because we didn't know what was going on. I was I was trying to figure out the show and where it was going, and and I'd watch every episode, and we'd be building while the episode was on, trying to figure out where to go with this because we didn't know what the show was. I walked on the show the very first day, and I go, I didn't know there's exes. And they said, well, it's like the gong show, and I was like, oh, crap. And my crew told me to leave, and I said, you shouldn't do it. You're going to get exed, and I was like, yeah. Why not? Let's try it. And then, you know, I almost got X'd out the very first time I was on. They yeah. barely let me through, but that's part of the, you know, roller coaster. Once you're on top, they knock you down, but you can always maybe come back and you never know. Well, if you could give one piece of advice to Michael Grasso, the man who has moved on to the finals. And now here's here's how the the format of the show works. Next week begins, I guess, one week, week one of the two-week finals. Four people advance, and uh, then they all perform, the final four perform on the big, big, big finale two weeks from today, or two weeks from this week. Um, if you're going to really look at it mathematically and say out of the ten, he's going to really have to hope that the the singers take votes from each other, which... You know, you you could you could honestly say happened in this last uh, this last elimination as you know somebody really uh, probably had had a shot to maybe even win it all. The Alice Tan Ridley woman, the mother of, of Gabrielle Sibide from Precious, she was not advanced in favor of a dance troupe. And you know, on on another, I mean, if she was on the week that Dan and Antonio got eliminated, she probably would have went through just because she's a better singer than the two well, guys that got on that it, week. It, his challenge now is. You gotta look at all the magicians that have been on the show and all the magic. There's been some great magic on this show from Kevin James doing the song and half guy. He needs to beat all that right now. All the magic has been on there for five seasons. He's got to do something better than all that. And that is a tough challenge. I mean, we can make a list of everything, every trick that's been on there and the performers that have done it. And there's some incredible stuff. And now he's got to top that. What 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 will he do next week? Now, does it have to be interactive? With I mean, there's there's something I think that that can be said for making the judges personally react to the match. There there is, and you know, I think no one's. You know, I don't think really that somebody. I think Shimshi did a little close up trick. No one's really come out to the judges and done some incredible close up stuff, which you know they love the big stuff and. You know, it, oh, save for Dan. Rich. I mean, Dan, Dan with the lifesaver was probably the most intimate trick that has been done to the judges, and that's and that's talent. probably the best one to date. And you know, does he come back and do close up magic in there? Unless it's the most mind blowing stuff I've ever seen, and the judges have a heart attack and Sharon passes out, it's not going to be enough. I mean, 
how do you compare with the little girl that can sing opera that ever, you know, you can't, there's no way. I mean, I sh- I'd say no, but Susan Boyle came in second and the break dancers won in England. Yeah. So anything can happen because of the TV show. But ta- I mean, how, how do you top a little girl that sings opera? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what you do next. I mean, well, remember, be- all, all he has to do is be in the top four. So, if you were to figure, that's all, that's, all, that's all he has to do. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Well, I'm not, not yeah, not saying it's easy, but that is the goal. The uh, so it's that not to goal, beat. Yeah, to it, it, it's it's but, not to beat Jackie uh, Avanko, and it's not to beat the Black Art Troop fighting gravity. It's not to beat Prince Poppycock. It's to be. If you were to say that those three, those three, unless they screw up, are going to go through to the finals. Yeah, like they all they have had. They they are they are the ones smiled upon. By the schedulers, they're the ones smiled upon by how much uh, they get in terms of you know uh, production and airtime. Uh, obviously, they're in love with with little Jackie's ability to be a viral internet sensation because they want to portray her as the next Susan Boyle. Um, yeah. So you need to be everybody is fighting for that fourth slot because those three, unless somebody falls down or blows a vocal cord or gets shot yeah. by an assassin's bullet, uh, they are going to advance. And even then, even if they are shot by an assassin's bullet, I, I think that that would probably be a real big finale for one of them. Well, I hope, I think we need to see something next week that's never been done before on the show. And it's got to be the most kick butt thing we've ever seen. And you know, that's a tall order to deliver. Um, I don't, I, you know what? I, I yeah, it's hard to say what to do, what he's going to do. I mean, what? It's a, it's a tough one. You know, I'd be interested to see what happens. Well, no matter what happens, next Thursday, we are going to be here to talk about it because our America's Got Talent analyst is Nathan Burton. You can uh, go ahead and, and follow him on Twitter. Nathan Burton CM is the uh, Twitter account. And then uh, the. The, the website Nathan Burton Magic or just Nathan Burton dot com Magic Burton Nathan now you got me now I got to mess up Nathan Burton dot com Nathan Burton dot com and uh, you know please go ahead and see him at the Flamingo Hotel and Casino because it is a fantastic show and uh, and and all my East Coast friends October second we're back in Atlantic City so come check us out there we go it's just that simple. Thank you very, very much, Nathan. See you next week. Later. All right. Until next time, I'm Justin Robert Young, editor of iTricks.com. Find all of our news stories on Twitter at iTricks. But until the next time that we meet again, I'm Justin Robert Young, Justin R. Young on Twitter. Bang a gong. iTricks.com.